Hello everyone, welcome to this game where's lockdown special number two uh, going in the can right now. I am going to be talking about a game that I want to talk about. Uh, I being Ashley and the other guy being Chris on a Zoom chat. On a Zoom chat, yeah. We're recording this the same night as the first episode recording, and it's got a little bit darker now, and now that we've both got our lights on, so on, on my Zoom uh, meeting screen, uh, you're illuminated quite white. It's like talking to Casper. Really? Yeah, you've gone Thanks. weirdly white. Is that better? A little now bit, I, yeah. It's okay. It's, like I'm I, in a basement. I don't mind talking to Casper, it's just an observation. I'm just setting the scene for listeners and clarifying that we are on Zoom, we're not in the same room, we are social distancing by quite a few miles we're we're all good we're ticking in boris's boxes uh well, you might be i'm also really fighting the urge to you said about this is number two in the can and <laughs> just oh, putting dear. it out there that yeah i didn't hear that when i was saying it that is yeah. unfortunate wording it really oh, well. was it's in it's in the can yeah we are recording this as chris says at a at a distance of several miles. I've got the regular mic. Chris, we've had to equip with an emergency mic. My dulcet tones are coming at you through a rock band's microphone that I've had to dig out of the rock band box that hasn't been touched for oh, a good few years now. But it seems to be going all right so far. Is it rock band or is it Guitar Hero? I thought it was Guitar if Hero. If I'm really splitting hairs, it's the Beatles rock band. Ah, right. Okay. I've got the full the full kit and caboodle with the uh, yeah, the proper drum kit, the Paul McCartney guitar, everything. It is. It's lovely. Yeah. I've got the game, but I don't have the kit. I've got the Guitar Hero World Tour kit. And then I bought a George Harrison guitar as well to complement it. Very nice. That sounds very good. Just so you know. Yeah. If you're stuck at home with no one to talk to, you're at a loose end, but you've got a computer and a rock band mic, you're all right. Yeah, we've been impressed so far. Yeah. You've said about uh, talking to people, listening. How much podcasting are you listening to at the moment? My podcast that I'm listening to, I am not getting time to listen to any. This is... Again, a first world problem. The amount of podcasts I have to listen to is swelling rapidly each mm. week. Are you in the same situation? Yeah, to to a large extent. Yeah, I've been listening. The only podcast that I've listened to this week was Perfect Sounds. You know, Perfect oh, Sounds. Oh, right. Yes, the they are three of the ones I've downloaded, but not got around to listen to yet. So that's the only one that I've listened to. And that is because I'm also reading the book. Right. One of the reasons that my podcast listening is reduced is because i'm listening to the music from the book so again for anyone that doesn't know what perfect sounds is perfect sounds is the podcast version of the book perfect sound whatever by james acaster in which he makes the argument that 2016 was the best year of music in the history of music so i am listening to the music instead of listening to other things and i'm listening to his podcast because it's a nice way to take in the book and I also read the book. I finished reading it last week, and I'm currently reading mm. his first book. Uh, uh, the oh, is that the Classic Scrapes? Classic Scrapes, that's it, yeah, which I'm also enjoying. So The Perfect Sounds, I think you've kind of summed up there. He downloaded 365 albums, one album for every day of, of 2016, of all albums that had to come out during 2016. And it's a very interesting read. I highly recommend it. I can't talk about the podcast. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, it sounds a hoot. Did he say 365? I, I didn't see mm. that. I just thought it was... Yeah. A- a collection of music. I it went into the hundreds of albums. Oh, you've made me question myself now. Yeah, I'm sure it's three hundred sixty-five. Because he was having a breakdown at the time. I don't think he was quite as as collected to, as to go. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put together three hundred and sixty-five albums. He talked at the start, didn't he, about how the project kind of evolved over over the year. 
It was interesting because I went to see him do a reading from his Classic Scrapes book at the tail end of 2017. And you could tell then that he wasn't in a good place. And now you, I've read the book and understood the situation he was in. Um, it, it made sense. It, yes, it's a really good book, actually, so far. I'm about halfway through. I picked it up with the intention of sort of harvesting it for the music. But the story that he's telling about himself is yeah. very personal. He tells his story very well. It's a difficult story at times, but it's one that's worth reading. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you are choosing to listen to us during lockdown, thank you very much for choosing us as your uh, yeah, podcast of certainly. choice. Uh, or at any time, to be honest. Indeed, yes, this will be up post-lockdown. So what game have you chosen to talk about in this, our second episode? My game for this episode is a game that I've been playing for quite a long time, actually. Uh, I mean, in terms of actual hours played. It came out in November, and that's important because it was actually Hannah's birthday. I bought this game for Hannah, for her right. birthday. The game, I should probably say, the game is Frontier Games Planet Zoo. It came out on November 5th last year, which is Hannah's birthday. I bought it for her because she used to love Zoo Tycoon, as did mm-hmm. I. I don't know what you thought of Zoo Tycoon. My brother had Zoo Tycoon. I couldn't get into it. Well, you missed out on a treat <laughs> because it, it was brilliant. And Planet Zoo is basically an update on the idea that Zoo Tycoon established. In so much as you are building and managing your own zoo. But it takes things quite a lot further because you you have a lot of you have a lot of control over the way that your zoo is laid out and the way that you design your zoo. So I'll get a little bit further into that later on. But mm-hmm. it's important to note that I bought it for Hannah for a birthday. And in the last couple of months, I've probably played about 10 times as much as Hannah has played it. Right. I think we're on about, it's on Steam. And Steam, I think, says about 300 hours worth of play. Wow. And a lot of that is me. <laughs> right. The reason being, though, I'm... I know that you know, but the reason that that is, is because I've been building Chester Zoo, uh, which is a world famous zoo. A lot of people will know Chester. A lot of people have been to Chester. I am building that zoo as closely as I possibly can get it to the real zoo. And I'm making them into YouTube videos. So you can see the zoo being built and you can see the product of all of my work. And it's a lot of work by watching those videos. It's very intricate, the game is. I came over to yours at one point and you were in the process of making something for the Chester Zoo replication. Was I? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you were. And Or maybe I came over and Hannah was playing it or, or something. No, it was. It was Hannah playing it and she was tinkering around with the hyena enclosure of the zoo that she'd made. And it seems like there's a lot in the game. Right, so, yeah. The game is actually, I think, two different games in one. It's a management sim or a man sim. Yep, thank you. As we coined. And the premise on that side of the game is that you develop a zoo, you, you start off with a small amount of money or whatever, you build up your zoo and over time you get more money and you use that to invest into the zoo to make it bigger and you, you take it as far as you can. And mm-hmm. there's like a franchise mode that allows you to build zoos that rely on money. And then there's also a campaign sort of mode where right. you can play through a, like a storyline and mm-hmm. you build various different zoos in that. And then there's also the sandbox mode, which is unlimited money, unlimited resources. You don't have wow. to worry about money at all. I'm assuming as you play through the just to interrupt you there. I'm, I'm assuming as you play through the game, do you un- unlock animals as you go through, or do you have all the animals available from the outset? So it that's a good question, you know, and and that's one that I'm not well equipped to answer, and I'll tell you why in a second. So the idea of doing a sandbox, I think, is really good for that sort of game. When I had Rollercoaster Tycoon years and years ago. I had to download some hooky program that you had to run alongside Rollercoaster Tycoon and then go into it and then it let you unlock the whole map. Because do you remember Rollercoaster Tycoon had the, the edge was all gated off with this white fence? 
So you can mm. only you can only build on a, in a certain area of, of the the full grid if that makes sense. Whereas this this application around the background let you un- unlock all of that and it let you have unlimited money and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. and I I created this enormous theme park uh, just to really let my imagination run wild. Whereas yeah. if the game had had a sandbox mode, that would have been given to me from the off. And I think the idea of having a, a man sim that has a sandbox mode is is brilliant. So I said to you that the game is two different games, and actually mm-hmm. that's where it comes into play because. The franchise mode and the um and the like the campaign mode. I don't think it's called campaign mode, but those those are really for the people. I think I say this for the most part. They're for the for, they're for people that are interested in the management of the zoo. I would normally be that person, mm. but what has really taken my imagination with this game is the the creation side of it. So rather than getting stuck into the numbers and and like efficient gameplay of management of the zoo. I have really started to try and get under the skin of the design aspect and, and trying to build things and use the systems that you've been given and the materials you've been given to try and create things that, that are reasonably impressive. As I said, I'm building Chester Zoo and there's some interesting buildings in that and right. there's some interesting exhibits in that. Why Chester Zoo, out of curiosity? Because it's the premier zoo in the UK, is the reason. I, I've been to a, a handful of zoos, I haven't been to all of them, but it's the by far the zoo that I have enjoyed the most in the UK, that's why. Have you been to London Zoo? No. Are you going to tell me I should be doing London Zoo? No, no, not too much time to tell you a about London Zoo, though we went there on the hottest day of the summer uh, last year during that enormous heat wave, and we were only there for four hours because we had to leave because it was too hot. Really? And oh yeah, we went into the gift shop about. So we got there about nine, half nine or something in the morning, and walked around. We had at least two ice lollies during that time because it was it was stupidly hot. It was a two ice lolly day, was it? It was a two well, it was two ice lolly few hours, and then about two o'clock we went into the gift shop, have a mooch around there, and then we stepped back out of the gift shop and we're like, yeah, we 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 can't. It's it was mm. it was, and the animals just looked like you know. Felt awful for, yeah, unhappy. So we just had to leave. Really? And London Zoo is massive, and I didn't feel like we even scratched the surface. And I would love to go back because it is really good. London Zoo is. I haven't been to London Zoo, so I can't speak for it. But I believe that London Zoo has started shipping a lot. Had started shipping a lot of its animals out of London because London Zoo wasn't big enough to take all the animals that it has. It was. I think they were sending them to Whipsnade. It was. It's built over. Uh, a road so there's there's a road that goes through the middle of it and obviously you know, yeah it's not you're wandering and you, you go over this bridge to go over the other side of the zoo it is quite strangely built to be fair i hadn't really considered Chester that. Zoo is exactly the same it's got a road oh, really? running through the middle it's called flag lane right i, I say it's a road it's a bridleway a, a pathway and there are two bridges that go from one side of the zoo to the other right. one at the front and one at the back have you not been to Chester Zoo? No, I haven't. Have you seen any of the television programmes on, on Channel 4? The zoo? No, I don't really float my boat. It's, it is a really nice zoo, and it's got some great exhibits uh, and animals there. And I'm learning a lot about the zoo as a go as well. Mm-hmm. For one, I could walk you round the zoo with my eyes closed because I've had to sort of think about it in such intricate detail in order to recreate it. And I'm I'm taking measurements on Google Earth and wow. trying yeah, I know. So last night one of the things that I did and, and while I was waiting this afternoon for, for us to do this, what I was doing was measuring up future projects. So I've done about a quarter of the zoo. I've measured them up and I've made markings on my map as to how wide things are, how long things are, how far away from each other things are. That's the level of detail that I'm sort of putting into it. So this will probably be, near as damn it, the, the best possible representation of Chester Zoo within Planet Zoo. Well, I'm trying very hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, sounds like you're doing a good job. It is it's quite a difficult thing to do. I was planning on a trip to Chester Zoo to sort of get some reconnaissance done. And COVID got in the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that is what happened. But I'm using Google Earth. I'm using a website called Zoo Chat, which is really quite interesting if you like zoos or animals, because it's it's a place for every for people to go and talk about any zoo that you like. And if you've got pictures of zoos, then you can put them on Zoo Chat, and it's just a huge database that has got all these images that are very very useful. I was just going to say, I imagine that's quite useful for you. Yeah, and people as well. One of the things that I uh, found out about a couple of weeks ago is that for one, right, there are more animals in Chester Zoo that are off-show than there are on-show. So by off-show, I'm assuming you mean that the public can't see them, they're just in enclosures that are... Wow, why is that? Yes, conservation. Oh, okay. And a couple of weeks ago, one that I found out was there that I didn't know was there was the uh, Scottish wildcat. Oh, right. They're the ones that are quite quite tufty on on the face. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got quite spiky ears. Mm. There's only like a few hundred in the wild. Right. They are doing conservation work at Chester Zoo for the Scottish Wildcat. The other name for it is the Highland Tiger. Right. Which is quite cool. Yeah. Um, And I did a recreation of one of the offshore exhibits that houses the Scottish Wildcat. So how did you come about finding that then if it's offshore? Well, that was what I uh, was going to say. So I found it on Google Earth. Like you look, you look at a top down view, you can see things that Uh, you can't access, but I didn't know what it was obviously. So I went to ZooChat and I, within about 20 minutes a couple of people on there had uh had given me an answer a couple of moles dish the dirt yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a really nice so this is the other thing about the game one zoo chat is a really nice community in itself and two there's a really nice community that is built up around this game and mm. other frontier games so the previous game sort of in this strand of what frontier make was planet coaster Mm-hmm. and Planet Coaster has got all these creative people that were building these really amazing roller coasters and really amazing theme parks on Reddit and various places around the internet. These turned into these quite nice communities that all shared their different creations with one another and showed what they could do and also taught each other to play the game. And, and that has then progressed to Planet Zoo, so it, it sort of or carried over. So again, I'm assuming, just to go back to Planet Coaster, I'm assuming that they've there's people have made real life theme parts within that that you can download for your own game can you i don't know whether right. they've whether they have done that i i would almost certainly say that they have so you talked about roller coaster tycoon mm-hmm. one thing to say is that roller coaster tycoon frontier games actually worked on roller coaster tycoon 2 i did think when you said about frontier games i did think that sounds familiar that, that would be why they've got a bit of a pedigree for this sort of game they put out thrill bill on ps which was a theme park mm. management simulator they did see tycoon for the xbox which wasn't that well received although right. that that similarly does have a really strong community behind it that, that enjoy it and then recently they've done planet coaster they did uh, jurassic park evolution or jurassic world evolution so i'm guessing that's a mansion but for dinosaurs for dinosaurs that sounds all right yeah exactly and then they've got planet zoo that's their latest their latest game for Planet Coaster, when when did that come out? 2015-16, somewhere around now, I think. Aren't they still releasing things for it? I seem to remember a, a Ghostbusters pack that came there out. There is a Ghostbusters pack. It wasn't recently. So probably like six to nine months ago. It wasn't too far back. But even that, that's that's 2019 for a game that came out four years prior to that. That's a a long tale. It certainly is. 
And the the community's still making stuff. So even if they aren't releasing things, the things that people are coming up with on YouTube for that game are really impressive. And they only get more impressive the further along the game mm, gets. Definitely. And as I say, that's carried over to Planet Zoo. So you've got all these people that have already got a bit of a foundation of quality and skill that was built in Planet Coaster. And that is transferred over to Planet Zoo. And people are making some insanely brilliant... Uh, things in it so one of the things that i saw just last night was high garden which is a game of thrones town or city oh, missed on me ne- never seen it that's fair enough <laughs> people that know it will know that that is quite a big deal it's it's a huge city that is uh, quite ornate and they've done such a fantastic job another one that i saw a couple of weeks ago was the forbidden city in china which is the uh, ornately designed red woodwork and these terracotta tiles think about uh, bowser's kingdom from mario odyssey yeah that sort of thing yeah and it's massive and it's it's perfectly done they've recreated it in the game it's a zoo game but that's the other side of it so this creative side the fact that people can go into a zoo game Mm. and build the Forbidden City and do a really good job of it, and it looks... Well, it's a bit like um, unbelievable. The, the Minecraft creation side of it, I guess, isn't it, where people are making ridiculous things in Minecraft, but less, yeah. pi- less pixelated. It is exactly that, yeah, and I think that that's... I think pr- it probably comes from Minecraft to some extent, the idea of taking the game and doing what you want with it in that way, in a creative way. Do these creations, like the, the Forbidden City, do they have zoos within them, or they just, they've just made the structure and no animals? Yeah, they've, they've just... They've seen that the game allows you to do things like that, and they've just gone, right, well, what I'm going to get from the game is this. I'm, I'm not going to make a zoo, I'm going to make what I want to make. So, but you can you can at the same time import those things into your zoo right if you wanted into your game and use them how you like someone made hobbiton wow so is, it was is, a really good recreation so are these things that people put on on the frontier website to download for free do people charge for it how does that work not on the frontier website so it's on steam workshop right if you go on steam you have an area called the workshop and for every game that supports it it allows users to put their creations up and then other people can subscribe to them and get them into that game. How easy is it to download it into the game? Super easy. It's just right. one click. You just click and it's done. I only asked, I remember SimCity 3000, years, go back years ago, that you yeah. could download real life, uh, I think Stonehenge and a few other places that you could download to put into the game and you had to go to the, what was it, was it Maxis that made the Sim game? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you download it off the website and then you have to then go into the, the root of your C drive and find the file and drop it into yeah. there. And it was, I, mean, I know it's not that much of a complication, but it was unnecessarily complicated. Uh, whereas this mm. sounds quite streamlined. Yeah, the workshop's so much easier than, than any of that. I was I was talking to someone on ZooChat the other week about, they, they were trying to get Zoo Tycoon 2 to, to run, but they'd also downloaded some user-created content. Right. And they couldn't get the, the user-created stuff work in the game. So I installed my copy of Zoo Tycoon 2 and sort of figured out how to do it. And it was, it was a case of, it, I mean, it was fairly simple. You had to find the folder that Zoo Tycoon was in and drop your files, your content files into the folder. But there's a lot of back-end stuff. It's not really back-end stuff. <laughs> there's a there's a certain expectation, isn't there, these days, that things are quite slick yeah, and well, well presented. And going into your folders in your program files isn't that. It's not what people expect these days. No. The workshop very definitely is. So I've been building... Chester Zoo. I talked a lot about the community that mm-hmm. is built up around these games. And I, I'll be honest, I've never been a part of that sort of thing before. But in, in putting my videos up on YouTube to show the zoo being built, I've also come across another person who, in West uh, West Yorkshire, I think, who is also building Chester Zoo. All right. And we've had a couple of chats like about Chester Zoo and about our different 
builds and our approaches and things. Yesterday or the day before, there was somebody that reached out to me that's building Whipsnade, mm-hmm. who may or may not also be a zookeeper at Whipsnade. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah. And and could yield some very insightful insights, <laughs> some insightful insights yep. into the operation of Whipsnade Zoo and, and the layouts and things of the of the exhibition exhibitions and closures. And then again on on Reddit, so there's lots of people on Reddit that share their their other things, and I'm getting well into it. <laughs> like yeah, sounds the, even being even being part of like that community, just uh, sharing things that are creative. It, it's yeah. a nice thing to be doing when you can't get out and about and go and see the people that you know in in the real world and has the stuff that you've been making has that been received well have people been downloading that Mm. for there i've had quite a good response yeah so obviously this is this is the first real foray into youtube that i've made or that we've made and we've had a few people subscribe off the back of it which is nice but have also fair on a fairly regular basis far more regularly than i was ever expecting had people that are familiar with the zoo in one way or another comment and compliment uh the work that i've done so the really? latest one was just yesterday and it was a man who said i am a member of chester zoo so you can sign up and be a member and that gets you access and stuff to different things right and he's been a member of the zoo for years and years and he said that the giraffe egg enclosure that I'd made was like absolutely spot on. Wow. Which is nice to hear. Yeah, definitely. From, <laughs> you know, some, some stranger had reached out and told you that. That's lovely. Yeah, exactly. And I, I am putting a lot of effort into these builds for somebody that knows the zoo to say, you're doing a good job. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. It's very satisfying. So this is uh, this game where the cross-pollination episode, isn't it, effectively? It's uh, us telling people about... <laughs> about that it's yeah well to be honest i couldn't talk about games that have, get, have been getting me through lockdown without yeah absolutely about planet zoo because it's by far the game that i've spent the most time on so i'm going to ask the big question i'm going to ask the obligatory reference can you make joe exotics zoo in planet zoo <laughs> i told you you can make the forbidden city from china in china so if so you can make you... that you can make joe exotics absolutely can r- run down roadside not only that but there is like a I don't know what to call it, a subgenre. There is a subgenre of people building in Planet Zoo who are building US style roadside zoos that are they're exactly like uh, Joe Exotics GW Zoo, you know. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, GW. I can't remember what it stands for. It's brother, I think, Quante or something. Did we talk about Tiger King at the beginning of this episode or the last one? Is it in two now? Are we become those people? No, we talked about um, it at the start of the previous episode. I'm just the previous. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get it in every episode now, just to be like everyone else. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We we yeah. are those people. Eh? Yeah. Well, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, there, there are these people. So I'm building a zoo, a, a big zoo, uh, and there are a, hand, a number of people doing the same thing. So different zoos around the world being built by different people. And then there are these other people that are building these roadside zoos. And then there are these other people who are building just completely insane, massive, regal, extravagant luxury places. And then there are these other people still who are building their own zoos. So they, they've come up with the designs and they're putting them together. And... Oh, honestly, some of the some of the things that people are coming up with, even just in terms of zoos, they are absolutely amazing. You've got the, the full range of zoos then. You've got everything. Whatever you'd like, you've got. I remember going to a roadside zoo in this country once. They had some rabbits and some guinea pigs in a greenhouse, just running around in a greenhouse. That I didn't been... know that they existed. Yeah, it was, it was very uh, uh, low-end. 
It was, uh, you know, like a little, you, you pulled from the car park, there was a guy with a you know, cash box rattling at you. It was, it was basically in a field. Uh, no, not you know exaggerating. It, it was awful. I, you know, I've been to a roadside zoo and I didn't think about it being a roadside zoo yeah. at the time. It was in North Wales. It was, I can't remember what they called it, but I was, I was in North Wales with another friend of mine uh, to climb, we went and climbed Snowdon. Right. And on the way out of Wales, we went to the, I think it was the National, the Welsh National Food Hall, which basically turned out to be a farm shop, oh. <laughs> which was a bit disappointing. Um, and then, uh, and while we were there, they had a power cut because there was a big storm raging outside. So we were walking around this uh, sort of hoity-toity. Have you been to um, Chatsworth House? Yeah, so that's have you been place. to the farm shop there? Yeah. It was kind of like that, but it was in the dark. The Welsh equivalent in the dark. Yeah. So we went there and then we continued on to this other place that we thought was going to be sort of like a little zoo type place. And it kind of was, but the things that they had were, they had two otters, which was as exotic as it got, because the rest of the things, there was like a parrot and a pheasant and a pig. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) And then, oh, and they said that they had a, a terrarium or whatever, you know, like terrapins and, yeah. and exotic uh, reptiles. Turned out that the terrarium area was just a pet shop. Right. So, not terrarium. <laughs> False advertising. Yeah. Parrots, pheasants, and pig all began with P. Maybe that was their thing. They all had animals all began with P. What about oh, what about otter? No, it falls down. It's the next letter in the alphabet to P, though, so... I, if you go in the backwards way, yeah. Yeah, which I always do. The one that I went to wasn't far from where I grew up and I never saw it again. So you can draw your own conclusions from how well that roadside zoo went. What constitutes a roadside zoo? I'm picturing like a bit scrap of cardboard with a message painted on it or maybe even written in like biro or mark okay. pen. At least one word misspelled. Because I'm now wondering about the Falconry Centre. What was that? What's that one called? Down the road from you now. Oh. Woodside. Yeah, no, no, that's not roadside. That's that's, no. that's good. They used that's to have, I, I think it died recently, but they, they had a, a tiger. Yeah, tiger again. They used to have a tiger that was in the ESO adverts. Hannah, being the amazing lady she, ha- she is, is just listened into our conversation and handed me her phone. She's found what it was called. It's called the Conway Water Garden. Right. This, this... Wa- this place with the pheasants and the otters. Right. So it's actually a proper place then? Yeah. I, I wouldn't make it up. No, no, I mean like it's got a website and everything. It's got to be... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's called Conway Water Garden and they make out like it's... We had a leaflet for it and they make out like it's a like an animal sanctuary sort of place. Turns out it's just got a pheasant in a cage. Right. So. They're going to be... But can't us... we water gardens anyway? Yeah, I was going to say, you've, met, you've mentioned them now. They're going to be giving us flack. Nah, they'll be fine. They're Welsh. The's, the zoo mafia are going to come Laid after back. us. Now, on the same trip, we went into a Welsh pub and I don't know how they knew, but they knew we were English before we opened our mouths and we got a load of jets before like I we said, even said anything. Like I said in the last episode about the Spanish waiters and waitresses knowing I was English before I, well, after I said one word. Yes, yeah, a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe we smell of English. If someone has not made your exotic zoo within planet zoo by now i would be very surprised and if they haven't that's definitely a market you need to be tapping asap my chester zoo project is going to take me a lot of time so you need to prioritize them chester zoo or joe exotic to be fair i could probably bang out the gw zoo in 10 minutes it's just a bunch of crap cages isn't it (laughs) and they're all square or rectangles if you if he's feeling really exotic and it's just tigers so there we go i'm done there's the barn where he hosted that really awkward Thanksgiving meal that you put on for everyone. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And the gift shop with the uh, underwear. And then went out and cried. Condoms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Tiger King. <sighs> 
Anyway, right, I'm feeling I'm feeling like uh, there's nothing else that I need to say other than who is this game for? It's for people who like to be creative, or it's for people who like management sim. So if you like any of those two things, if you if you are a Minecrafter or if you are a transport tycoon deluxe, uh, then that's who this game's for. So that's going to be my next question. I was going to say, would you, you recommend like this game to, to me? That's a lot of people. Would you recommend yeah. this game to me? Yeah, I think I would, with the caveat that I might not like it. <laughs> Brilliant. That's that's quite a recommendation. <laughs> well, it, I, I some, with certain things, I find it difficult to gauge what you will and won't think of, of it. Is it fiddly? One. No, not at all. Okay, right it depends that. which route you take. If you take the creative, I'm going to build things that the game doesn't necessarily want me to build route, then it'll be fiddly. I would go the other way. Yeah. I, I go the campaign. Um, yeah. I, so you'd enjoy that program. Yeah. So there we go. And that's actually what I'm going to be doing after we finish this. I'll be building the zoo. Right. Which bit are you working on tonight? Uh, a carpy. Oh, what? They're the, um, like the, like a big capybara body with, no, no, no. A carpy's the ones like deer with, with um, long legs. Is that right? They have stripes on their back legs. They're actually in the giraffe family. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. They've got funny, they've got like little horns, like little trap yeah. horns on their heads. They've got a red body and then on the back of, on the back end, they sort of look zebra-like, but they are part of the giraffe family. Right. Oh, there you go. So that's what, what I'm going to do. I'm what a way to spend your Sunday evening. The, a carpy enclosure. Out of yeah. all the animals, last question, out of... Oh, I'll tell you what, I forgot. I was going to, I was going to, there are 80 animals in the game. Thank you, that's going to be my last question. Because you like lists, I thought I would list the whole, the whole, all 80 animals. All 80. Yeah, we could finish off that way. In alphabetical order? Yeah. Okay, so if we... Aardvark. If we say bye there, then you list all 80 animals, and then as soon as you've got to the last one, then just cut the episode there. So people Is can tap out. genuinely what you want me to do? Yeah, genuinely. So people can tap out now if they want. If you don't, then hold on to your hats and listen to a list of 80 animals. Okay. Okay, thank you Are for you listening. Ready? And we'll see you in episode three. No, don't, don't. Don't sign out now. I'm signing out now for people that don't want to leave now, and then you're going to do your list, and then as soon as you're on your list, you're going to, you're going to stop. Aardvark. Stop. African buffalo, African elephant, African wild dog, Aldebra giant tortoise, Amazonian giant centipede, American bison, Arctic wolf, battery and camel, Baird's tapir, Bengal tiger, black wildebeest, boa constrictor, bongo, bonobo, Bornean orangutan, Brazilian salmon pink tarantula. This Gameware is a Specky Two Guys production. Music for the episode is provided under Creative Commons license by Stevia Sphere from the album Cellivision, which can be found at steviasphere.bandcamp.com.